Welcome to Speak It On. This program is designed for the edification and entertainment of the listeners and not designed to be representative of a church, nonprofit organization, or denomination. Opinions expressed are solely those of the host. Hello, welcome back. So, as we go along our spiritual journey, I hope yours is fantastic. Mine is always, always something new. If you've listened uh, before, I mentioned I do like to study a lot of stuff. Um, that's just me. It's uh, kind of a thing for me. Now, I want to encourage, though, study for everybody, each to their own, each to your own ability. But whatever ability you got, use it. Use it as far as you can, because I guarantee you God will amp it up for you. Now, there's a book I've been reading, and it's called The Portable Seminary. And it's a doozy. It's uh, it's thick. It's a big one. Now, I've got into chapter 5, where they get into the section, and this is basically a, a uh, survey book of what you would study in a seminary. Uh, if you were doing a theological degree, a Master of Divinity, or something like that, okay? So the deal is, there is, uh, it says, the doctrine of the of God the Son, which is Jesus. Now, a lot of things hinge hinge on how you think about Jesus, because, to be very honest, even Paul said that if you, and I'm paraphrasing, that if you really don't believe in the resurrection, then you really don't have any reason to be grabbing this faith because if you don't believe in the resurrection, you got nothing. And to be honest, uh, that's where a lot of really a lot of scholars with a lot of impressive degrees and a lot of years of of studying uh, get real into the weeds on some of that because they don't want to believe the biblical record they don't want to believe the archaeological record they don't want to believe anything you know they're they're and basically they're approaching it with a skeptical mind anyway and to me, I say, okay, all right, all right. But here's something that I'm going to throw. This is this is a little curveball. First thing is I want to mention is C.S. Lewis. Now, everybody, you know, you mentioned C.S. Lewis in a lot of circles. And by the way, C.S. Lewis is an English uh, was an English teaching professor. I believe he was at Oxford. And uh, he did not teach theology. Uh, he, he taught uh, medieval literature, I believe. But anyway, uh, he is uh, touted as one of, if not the, premier apologists for 
Christianity. Now, part of the reason behind that is because he was a very devout, a very convinced, a very tight, and uh, dyed-in-the-wool agnostic, and made no qualms about it. But he got to the point where he used a lot of his thought processes, his information and such, and actually turned that magnificent mind toward the scripture. And he says, you know, I think Jesus is who he says he is. Here's an excerpt that I found. And... uh, this was mentioned in a book. Uh, it's Mere Christianity, page 56. And I've read Mere Christianity, and I recommend anyone to do that. It's not a real thick book. And and one reason I love C.S. Lewis is that he does not pull out a whole bunch of, of uh, heavy-duty uh, facts and cross-references and all of this stuff. What he does is he just basically starts with logic. Now, here's what he's saying, and this this is a quote. C.S. Lewis is saying, I am trying here to prevent anyone saying the really foolish thing that people often say about him, that him being Jesus. I'm ready to accept Jesus as a moral teacher, but I don't accept his claim to be God. That's what C.S. Lewis is saying people say. Now, that is the one thing we must not say. A man who was merely a man and said the sort of things Jesus said would not be a great moral teacher. He would be either a lunatic on the level with the man who says he's a poached egg, or else he would be the devil of hell. You must make your choice. Either this man was and is the Son of God, or else a madman or something at worse. You can shut him up for a fool. You can spit at him. You can kill him as a demon. Or you can fall at his feet and call him Lord and God. But let us not come with any patronizing nonsense about his being a great human teacher. He was not, he has not left that open to us. He did not intend to. End quote. So, in that, Lewis is basically saying, look, um, Either he's off his rocker, or he's who he says he is. But you don't get to, you know, stroke him on the head and say, Oh, no, you're such a wonderful little teacher. Because, uh, to be honest, he was a rabbi. In fact, he was a rabbi. uh, And the rabbis in his day were actually called proto-rabbis because a rabbi, quote-unquote, was a term of respect, not a title, per se. But uh, the interesting thing is, 
is there was another apologist, uh, another, and this guy, uh, Tim LaHaye, an older apologist, uh, was a law student and was challenged to look at the evidence of Jesus and came to know the faith. Now, does that happen to everybody? No. But here's the thing. He wrote a book that I highly recommend, and it is a very small book. I don't know if they make it in mass anymore, but it's called More Than a Carpenter. Basically, Tim LaHaye kind of takes Lewis's suggestion into the uh, to the next logical step. And that is, he says, Jesus is either a liar, a lunatic, or he's Lord. Now, how we think about Jesus matters completely. And in a way, it's tied to how we think about the biblical record and the Bible. Because the Bible is a lot is, is similar in the fact that if you believe God wrote the Bible and put it together, and it's a collection, yes, and it spans over 3,000 years, yes. But if you believe the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob put that book together, okay, then you either have to say it's historically accurate or it's full of lies or basically all these guys were off their blooming rocker. Because what they say about Jesus, as far as their writing, appears to be historically you know, pretty accurate. Now... I'll get beat up for that statement because they're saying, well, how can you say that? That's, that's nonsense because John doesn't include the same thing and and Matthew and Mark and Luke and they got different things. Well, okay, witnesses are witnesses. I mean, you call witnesses to the same event and you get different details of the same event. That doesn't mean the event did not happen the way they said. But there are different details. And yes, some people get sequences and stuff. But here's the thing. With Jesus, he either was who he says he was, or he was a blooming lunatic, or he was a liar. That's the one I think that Tim LaHaye adds. And he, he says, look, you know, a charlatan, you know, one of these guys that, that whipped up people and, you know, w- wanted to get their money and and wanted, you know, was on a power trip and basically taught all his disciples to lie when he died and uh, and make up a bunch of stuff. And there are people that still believe that he was a liar. But here's what I'm going to say. Look at the biblical record. Look up. The information. Because I don't think anybody actually argues that he didn't exist. We've got too many sources going on. Biblical and non-biblical. But it's a fact that there is an empty tomb. Now, um, 
I get beat up over this too, uh, because oh, what do you mean? There's three different tomb sites in, in the Middle East, and 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 that's ridiculous. Uh, you know, animals could have come and got his body, and all this. Uh, and I've heard all those arguments. But the bottom line is, to a certain extent, everyone has faith. Do you have faith in the facts presented to you as they are? Because. Uh, facts and scientific facts from history are not repeatable. You can't use a scientific method necessarily on history to, to I mean, we can't prove Julius Caesar ever existed, but we believe it. Why? Because we've got documents. But did you know <laughs> we've got a whole lot fewer documents verifying that Julius Caesar was alive than we do that the New Testament is what it is. I mean, there's literally thousands, thousands of manuscripts and documents testifying and restating the New Testament story. So, It's important because I could say Jesus is real because I've had a personal experience with him. All right? And then you might think, well, well his lost his noggin. You know, he's, he's off his rocker. He's nuts. He's, uh, you know, the lights are on. Nobody's home. Elevator didn't go all the way to the top. He's a few fries short of a Happy Meal. All kinds of stuff you can assume. But here's what I want to say. That the God of the universe, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, sent his son here. And he did race again. And he's coming back. I believe the facts, and I believe that the New Testament is historically accurate. We may not understand all the details at this point, but I do definitely believe it's historically accurate. And I have had a personal experience with the Lord Jesus, who has changed my life, saved me from some pretty horrendous stuff that probably could have happened to me had I not known him. That being the case, don't be afraid to look at the facts and doubt stuff. Go ahead and doubt stuff. It's, that's why people get all crazy about about atheists, agnostics, and skeptics. I mean, it's to some way, in some ways, even the, the real mean ones, I, I kind of to some extent appreciate at least the fact that they're not going to swallow everything wholesale. They're going to check it out. Now, do they check it out thoroughly? Mm, I don't think so. Um, But, uh, and I would hope that they use the same healthy skepticism about everything, including, you know, not, you know, just that. But how they live, right? 
God is big enough for our questions, no matter how hard we think they are. The only thing is, you better be, if you, if, if you poke your finger at the living God and you ask him to answer your question, get ready for the answer. And get ready to get the answer when he's ready to give it to you. Not when you want to. You can stand there and huff and puff. Oh, well, God doesn't exist. He didn't answer my question in the last 30 seconds. Well, tough. You know, you can't get the you know president to show up that fast or the prime minister to show up that fast either. So, hey. Uh, anyway. With that in mind, I want to encourage you on your journey, and always, as always, keep on, keep on, keep Thank it on. Thank you for listening to this edition of Speak It On. If you would like to support this ministry, then please go to Patreon under L.A. Blackburn. May God bless every effort you make to do His will in his word.